Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. I'm your host, TJ, and today we're yakking about House of the Dragon. This episode was a lot more relaxed than the past few episodes. It was the weakest of them, but it was still very good, and it was a lot of drama in the first, like, 15 minutes. First of all, it starts with a birth. We see the new Rhaenyra, older Rhaenyra, give birth, walk after just giving birth, still dripping, to go show the queen the new baby, because this is what the queen wants, apparently. And I guess the queen wants it because she wants to look at the baby and see if this is, in fact, a full-blooded Valerian. No. It's another child of Breakbones. Breakbones has been breaking his bone off in the princess for a while. He, She has three kids. She used to say, oh, I don't want to be squeezing out heirs. That's all she's been doing and not even doing it for the right dude. She's been doing it for Breakbones. But at least she's been having fun. That was another thing. She wanted to, like, be free and do what she wanted. She didn't want to be beholden to somebody. And the pairing up with Lancel, Lionel, whatever his name is, the pairing up with him was just political. And she told him, she gave him the uh, the freedom to do what he wanted. The world is your sandwich and I want you to eat fresh. The acting on display in this episode is phenomenal. Everybody did a great job with their, with their parts. Rhaenyra was fantastic. So was the Greens lady. As soon as I want to say a name, it just fucking flies away. Alicent. Alicent was fantastic. And even King Viserys, who's falling apart at the seams, his hair is barely holding onto his head. He's all spotty and his skin is not clear and crisp. He just looks like a cucumber and it's fantastic. Makeup team is really on point with the makeup on Viserys. He looks decrepit and he's not even that old. He's just falling apart. So she brings the brown haired baby up to see the queen. It's kind of shocked to see that she brought the baby herself straight up, straight after childbirth. Like just, just popped out fresh. Alicent makes the amazingly harsh statement. I'll keep trying, Sir Lenor. Maybe one day it'll look like you. And I was just like, Eww. It's especially harsh because not only does the kid supposed to have white hair, but Lenor is black. You'd think that the kid would have a tan if this was his kids. No, this is the third kid. So she has two brown-haired boys that are just white as snow running around. It's amazing. And then one of the first people to hold the baby afterward is Breakbones. Well, because they're his kids. But, like, damn, way to make it obvious right out the gate. This kind of situation makes everybody look bad. Everybody looks bad in this episode. Rhaenyra looks because she's so obviously not having children with Lenore, is not even trying to hide it. These kids have brown hair and she keeps fornicating with Breakbones. Don't get me wrong. Breakbones is handsome. I said this previously. I get it. But at the same time, dude, you have to realize how horrible this makes you look and how it makes the kingdom look. And that's the whole episode. The whole episode is everybody going, Rhaenyra, this makes you look awful. This makes you look terrible. It makes Lenor look like a pushover. And I'm sure Lenor's secret is not a secret. I'm sure it's like the least best kept secret. I'm sure he's going to all the brothels and stuff, doing whatever he wants. Because Rhaenyra even says as much. Like, I, I let you have free reign of King's Landing. And I love that he's like, look, shit's going to hit the fan. I'm going to go to the Stepstones and fight a war because that sounds like fun. And she's like, bitch, you have a job. Fun is not part of the job description. You have to stay here by my side. And he's like, look, man, a wise sailor gets out of there before the fucking storm. He's right. He's like, I'm going to bounce before shit gets worse. Shit does indeed get worse. So, yeah, Rhaenyra looks fucking terrible for this. 
But then again, you kind of feel for her because even though this is terrible, she's still getting shit on by everybody else. She is going to be the queen. You should pretty much just accept what she's doing. She's not, like, breaking any laws. She's not torturing civilians. She's not burning down King's Landing when she hears bells. She's just fathering the wrong guy's children. And it seems like she loves him, Breakbones, because the way she looks at him you know she looks at him with great happiness and whenever he's holding the babies or talking to the kids she has great pride looking over them but she has to understand how bad this looks this looks fucking terrible and it makes her kind of look stupid because come on how dumb can you be everybody and their mother has eyes and can see this sir christian cole is with the queen he's like her personal guard now i wonder if she's like been unfaithful with the king with sir christian wouldn't be his first rodeo his cloak is already soiled or maybe the queen restored it and said look i'm gonna let you reinstate your vows you're gonna be a celibate knight for me i don't know what their deal is but i don't trust sir christian cole he comes across as like an asshole like ex-boyfriend kind of guy like because rhaenyra is not slamming into him anymore she's working at it with breakbones. i think Sir Christian Cole feels like he was used. And he was. Rhaenyra just had a bad case of blue balls that day. It sucks for him. But at the same time, he doesn't need to have held this grudge for it's been 10 years since the last time we checked in on these people. He doesn't need to hold the grudge this long. Let it go. But he is the Queen's knight now, and the Queen is wearing green still. It's greens versus red blacks, and you know what happens. I like red blacks better than blacks because obvious reason, and also because... Red Blacks is the CFL team here where I live. And also, that's the colors of the Targaryens. They're red and black, not just black. I know there's a split in the house where the black team becomes a thing. So I'm also hesitant to call them the blacks because of that. Because the Targaryens split into two factions later on in the story, if I remember correctly. And that actually has some bearing on the Game of Thrones story. But they cut that out of the show. Probably because it would have been too much, too many things to cover too many points of view to like look at but it's a pretty interesting story you just cut out of the whole fucking show surprisingly the king is still alive he's missing an entire fucking arm now but maybe that's what saved his life he still doesn't look good he still looks like he still looks like a deep fried cucumber but he's still chugging along as best as he can he's still building a city of ancient valeria but this time he has a helper so good for him. I'm glad he has somebody help him. And I hope he finishes his ancient city of Valeria before he dies. Gotta love that that Lenor named the baby Joffrey right in front of her dad. Like the baby just came out fresh as a daisy. And Lenor's like, this one I get to name. They're like, that doesn't sound very Valerian. And he's like, I don't care. This one's name is Joffrey because I miss him every day. And she looks at him like, bitch, who told you you get to name my children? I mean, they have no reason to be named by him. It's not like he's their baby daddy for real, for real. Maybe let Breakbones name him. I think Breakbones has probably been naming the other children because I don't think, like, one of them has, like, a Valyrian-sounding name, at least to me. We get a scene in the dragon pit where one of Breakbones' kids tries to bond with the dragon, and I was afraid that the dragon wouldn't respond well to him because he's only half Targaryen. But it does respond well. Turns out that one of the king's kids doesn't have a dragon sometimes dragon eggs just don't hatch and also this this is also true for one of matt smith's kids doesn't have a dragon as well matt smith in this episode is living in pentos with his wife and hasn't spoken to his children in the entire episode what a good dad and it seems like anytime his wife tries to talk to him about anything he's like walks out he's a very absentee 
father, at least mentally. Like, he's uh, he's there around his children, but he doesn't really talk to them or get to know them. He's just kind of like that strange man who sits in his study and reads books all day about dragon riders. Speaking of dragon riders, Matt Smith's wife, Lenore's sister, whose name I cannot remember. I think her name also starts with an L. She is pregnant this episode, and she kind of talks to, to Matt Smith like, hey, I don't want to be here. I want to be home. And I also want to die a dragon rider's death. I don't want to die all fat and lazy here as a lord. And Matt Smith's like, look, a lordship is a good prospect. He's not wrong, but at the same time, you know, he's just doing it because it looks like his life is empty. And all he has are these books. Probably, and it's not because I shipped them, but it's probably because he, his heart is with Rhaenyra. And she has to do what she has to do, and he's just kind of there. When you're a second son, which I know is a big theme of this show, what do you do exactly? Your brother's the king, you're nothing, you're a nobody. And I think he's trying to make his own way. And then trying to do that, his wife is like, yeah, but your way is kind of lame. Like, we've been doing it your way and you barely look at me. Speaking of the brother, he seems to be in denial that his daughter is giving birth to breakbone babies. He's just happy that she's having babies and making heirs and that they're all sons. He doesn't give a fuck if they're with breakbones or not. She's doing what makes her happy and that as long as she's happy, she's not a pain in his ass. So he's like, "Do what the fuck you want. As long as you make heirs, I'm going to die and I don't give a fuck what happens after that." But Allison is like, "Are you blind? Like what is going on? Why don't you do anything about this?" And he's like, "We unfortunately walk in on Prince Aegon overseeing the city with his hands full. This is the same window Tommen uh, commits suicide out of later in the Game of Thrones, by the way. This window has some history. I look forward to the next show in the Game of Thrones universe to see what they do with this window. When his mother comes in and surprises him, I was shocked he didn't pull a brand and fall out the window and get paralyzed. I am shocked. Also, figured it would be a fu- uh, uh, fun, air quotes, throwback to when Tommen jumped out of the window. But no, he's just doing his own thing. His mom comes in and is like, hey, don't you want to be king? He's like, I really don't. I really don't care. And he was having a great time with his nephews. I think they're his nephews. He was having a great time with those little bre- break bone bastards, you know? They're his, he, he loves them. And his mom immediately comes and pits him against them by saying, hey, they're going to fucking come after you. You need to be king to like protect your, protect your neck. It sucks that the mom is kind of coming in here and turning her kids against his nephews like this that he seems to care about. I mean, he cared about them enough to pull a prank on his younger brother with them. And she's like, hey, we we don't fucking do that shit to our own. Again, it makes sense. But at the same time, it was one of those jokes that actually would turn uh, somebody into Carrie. I'm surprised that that kid doesn't have telekinetic powers now because he was traumatized with i'll give you a dragon and it's a pig can't say it's a harmless prank i mean they didn't hurt anybody they didn't push a kid out of a window torture any civilians but it's still pretty mean and i guess these kids are all half valerian too so it makes sense the dragons are to them we see some of his anger come out of later when he starts training session with the breakbone boys later on and his aggression is spurred on by sir christian who's just instigating the whole mess speaking of the training situation i love that king viserys was sitting up in his throne just looking down at them and he's like look at this what's better than this just guys being dudes and the training session reminds me a lot of if you haven't seen the anime if you haven't seen the anime ranking of kings i suggest you go out of your way to find and watch ranking of kings it's and if you like game of thrones it's a very game of thrones type of show in that it's a very traditional it's like Game of Thrones meets One Piece is how I would explain Ranking of Kings. So if you like Game of Thrones and you want to watch One Piece, but it's One Piece and that means you 
it's too way too fucking long to get invested in definitely check out ranking of kings there's a there's a training scene very similar to this one in that show actually who knows if the mangaka of ranking of kings also read fire and blood but the training scene is very similar you get a blonde guy a blonde brother who is the rifle heir going up against a darker haired smaller opponent and going a little hard on him it's very interesting i might put that training scene down in the doobly-doo so you guys can check it out and maybe get a taste of ranking of kings and see if you want to watch it in this show Aegon gets a little goes a little too ham on the breakbone boy the breakbones actually comes in and goes hey what the fuck you know you're, this is not a fair fight and Chris, sir christian cole's like why do you care you they daddy or something and that causes the whole thing a whole fucking fight for this he is taken out of the king's guard and sent back home to be the lord of harrenhal it cursed my ass i think the curse is this his rat face ass brother but before we get back to Ratface, we go back to this training situation. Sir Kristen Cole gets beat up, but he's happy about it because he's did what he had to do. Fuck Christian Cole, man. He I cannot wait to see him die. If he dies, I'm sure he I'm a, I'm sure time will kill him just like time kills us all. But I hope somebody like brutally crushes his face the way he did to that poor Joffrey fellow. And that almost happened. Breakbones almost fucking broke his face but was held back. And I was like, no, let him finish. One of the funniest scenes in this show is when the Queen Queen Allison goes to her room and her food is half eaten and that's because a rat is eating it. That rat is everybody's favorite sleaze bucket. Breakbones' brother, he's another strong, rat strong, is eating her food. Like, oh, I just, I decided to get started while you weren't here. How fucking gross. Before he meets with the queen, his brother goes back to Harrenhal. Before he goes back to Harrenhal, he tells the kids, like, you know, I'll, I'll try to visit. Don't say that. You'll never visit because something bad will happen to you. That is a death flag. And guess what? He got death. The rat pulls out some tongues in order to get some criminals to go and burn down Harrenhal, killing not only his brother, but his dad. Which, guess what? That makes him the Lord of Harrenhal. If I was somebody, like, in charge of things, like, if I was at the at the council, I would be very suspicious of the fact that only one of the Strongs is left. I'd be incredibly suspicious of that. But also, he's like, look, I know it's suspicious of me, bitch, but you're gonna implicate it too, to the queen. Like, And she's like, dude, I didn't tell you to do this. And he goes, oh, well, if I go down, you're going down with me. It's a great safety net, to be honest. Like, it's shitty, a shitty thing to do, but it's a great safety net. Also, there's rumors on the internet that the rat strong character, uh, Clubfoot, is warging into the rats that we see around King's Landing, and that's how he has all this information. Not that he has spies or anything, but he is the spy. He's the rat that's sneaking around the castle getting this information from other people. That would be interesting. I could have sworn that when animals were warged in, their eyes go white, but I could be wrong. Interesting that he is... He knows all this stuff and he's doing all these things and there's so many sightings of rats all over. I think it's to symbolize him in general. I don't think he's warring into the rats. I think a rat being seen is to be seen like somebody is watching because the Red Keep has all these hidden passageways. We see Matt Smith using it in like the first or second episode. And I think somebody watched Rhaenyra bang Christian through one or at least the audience was supposed to be watching through that thing. Uh, I know they were they were trying to do sex scenes better in this show because they had a lot of feedback from Game of Thrones and they were like, hey, maybe be more tactful with the sex scenes. And so they started to do that. But there's lots of little hidey holes in the Red Keep that one can watch things through. So I'm sure the rats aren't literally him. 
wargs aren't that prevalent but then again there's magic in the world because of the dragons existing so maybe he is warging and i'm just an idiot i'm just trying to bring it back down to earth and go guys let's try to let's try to be rational right occam's razor the simplest solution is often the solution i think that's occam's razor i hope it is um but the simplest solution is usually the solution i don't think he's warging but if he is it makes sense there's dragons in the world I ain't gonna be mad at it. Actually, that sounds pretty cool. The more magic in this show, the better. I love me some magic. Back in Pentos, Matt Smith's wife, Lena is giving birth and she can't. She the baby is stuck. And they're like, we can we can C-section, but C-sections ain't very good in this world. One or both of them might die. And Matt Smith doesn't give the word like his brother does because he's seen how that works. He's seen how that goes. He doesn't say, oh, just fucking get the baby out of there. It doesn't seem he really gives a shit either way he sort of shows some concern when she's actually on the beach trying to get her dragon to burn herself but he's too late and he cares he looks upset about this but he's not crying about it he doesn't shed a tear he's like well that's over that's a shame rest in peace lena you went on like a fucking g and her dragon didn't want to do it at first but her dragon's like if i must i must and she went out like a dragon rider rest in power that was the saddest dracarist i've ever seen and i thought that there was sad the I thought that the saddest Dracarys that I would see was at the beginning of the show where the first dragon there lit the funeral pyre. No, this one was way sadder. Rhaenyra decides, fuck this house, it's toxic, I'm moving out. And so she decides to go to Dragonstone where that's her like ancestral, that's her seat as the princess, that's her place. You can bring your boy toy along if he keeps you happy, if he's useful. And they fucking bounce. And I don't blame her. I honestly understand Rhaenyra's plight. But then again, I said, she looks like an idiot giving birth to all these brown-haired babies. She looks like a fucking fool. Nobody looks like in the right in this episode. Rhaenyra looks like she's in the most right. Fuck, this episode was was juicy. But like I said, it was the weakest episode, which is, and it was still incredible. But that's the end of Hot D for this week. Thanks so much for listening.